Welcome to Something Cinematic. This is episode number 31, and Something Cinematic is the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've been watching. My name is George, and with me is Mike. How you doing? All right, so, uh, yeah, so, like I've said, Something Cinematic is a show where we talk about what we've been watching. and uh, all Primarily, our... it's a show where we talk about what we've been watching. <laughs> yeah, and all our episodes are on, our, on iTunes and our website, somecinema.com, so... You can check you know previous episodes out there and subscribe. Um, so this week we're gonna talk about quite a few things, movies and television. Uh, but before we get started, we have a correction that we have to make from our last episode. Corrections. Yeah. Uh, a correction that came via Twitter from Intimidator underscore thirteen, aka Juan. Thank you, Juan. Um, so what was the correction like? <laughs> well, occasionally when you're speaking extemporaneously as we do in a, this is a conversational podcast, very mm-hmm. relaxed vibe, mm-hmm. uh, you might misspeak or just say something wrong. And uh, yes. I did that in our last episode. Uh-huh. I described Daredevil as a DC character when in fact Daredevil is a Marvel character. Yeah. Which I, I know, I know this, people. Right. right? I, I, I actually, I've, I've been reading the uh, Mark Wade's run on Daredevil. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, if you guys check out, like, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye is kind of is a little similar vein, if you guys are into comics. Um, oh, there's an awesome run happening right now with Hawkeye that you should check out. But the Daredevil run is, I mean, it's, a, it's an Eisner-nominated run. So, listen, I, I have my comic It was an honest mistake. An right? honest mistake. It was a mistake. These things happen. Right. Get off my back. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, yeah, so thanks for uh, bringing that to our attention. But, yes, uh, I'm very sorry. I'll try to make sure I don't screw up in the future. <laughs> no. I'm going to screw up in the future. So it happens. It. it happens. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, moving on, um, we also wanted to briefly remind everyone that the new television show from Marvel is going to be starting next week, um, and that's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we, we talked about it when uh, – we've mentioned it probably a couple times in the past. Yeah. You know, the whole buildup around the Marvel Universe, how the movies have all kind of tied in, and now Joss Whedon, the creator of Firefly and the director of, of The Avengers – uh, is also kind of running – he's the executive producer. His brother uh, – is his brother – and his wife, I think, Jed are Whedon? also writers yeah. on this show. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is very much a in the vibe, like Whedon esque production, and it's going to tie into the uh, to the Marvel universe, the movie universe. So yeah, it, it, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, they talked about they've been talking about it for a long time now, uh-huh. and uh, I was pretty excited about it. Bef- you know, when they initially started bringing up the idea for it, uh-huh. and but I guess over time I've kind of become a little too anxious and now I'm starting to get worried. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm just afraid that it might be a bit of a letdown. I hope not. But for what it's worth, um, I like, I love to check out the special features for movies, you know, all the time. And I watch like all the special features for uh, Avengers. And there's actually like a little short film. It's like about 10 minutes long on there. Mm. Um, Lizzie Kaplan starred in it. 
but it, it's in the special features for Avengers where they it's kind of like a a little example of what might be going down in Agents of Shield. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. No, I didn't. But yeah, it's really cool. It was just like about these these two people that were kind of getting into some trouble with a, a arm that had fallen off one of the robots from Avengers or whatever the alien robot thing, uh, and they were going to use it to like rob a bank. And then the agents of Shield kind of stepped in, and you know, and yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, that's very so, much in the vibe of what they showed. Right, so be. it was really awesome. Uh-huh. So if you owned the uh, Blu-ray for the Avengers, look for it, and uh, yeah, maybe that might be like a little bit of a sample of what to expect. You uh-huh. know, starting next week. So, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll have to check yeah, that it out. might be on YouTube too, but it's really awesome. It was yeah. really cool. I so. was a little nervous about the show myself when I first heard about it, but I've just grown more and more confident. I mean, considering that it is the Whedons involved. And, yeah. you know, they were in charge of uh, Firefly for me is like one of my <clears throat> most beloved shows. Yeah. Uh, like I just, oh, I say it warms my heart even thinking about it. Uh, and obviously he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which a lot oh, of people yeah. really, really love. I've never actually watched Have it. Have not seen it yet. But I've heard good things from people I respect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Agent Coulson. I mean, and, and what's interesting is that it's actually, it, it might be the beginning of a trend, like because they're talking about creating a show around uh, – Who's the the female agent? Oh right, in the Captain America film. Oh really? Yeah, uh, oh. her name slips my mind right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, Haley Atwell, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. Um, if if not, we'll get to it on corrections the next week. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Someone will correct us. Right but away. yeah, so depending on how successful this is, they, there might be another you know Marvel Universe TV show out. Yeah, there. Hey, Haley Atwell. Haley right? Atwell. That and, was pretty close, right? right? That and, was I think it was spot on. All but, right. And the character's name was Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Right. They're they're because <clears throat> apparently they love her. Yeah, and she was whatever. great in that too. I I really liked her in uh, Captain America. So. Yeah, she was she was in a like a period piece medieval. I it was a mini series uh-huh. and I loved it. Cool. It was great though. But, yeah, so uh, Agents of Shield is actually going to be her IMDb, IMDb page, and then go find that and right. then watch that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so Agents of Shield is going to be on ABC starting Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. Yeah. So All right. Soon, very very soon. Yeah, very very soon. Um, so uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about a movie uh, that most people probably have not really heard about. It's a Certified Copy, and Certified Copy is a foreign film. From 2010, um, that was directed and co-written by I might butcher this Abbas Kiarostami, but it's a you know like I said a foreign film. I think it's in French. It's in French, but it, they use a lot of English in it too. Mm. Um, and it stars Juliette Binoche. Yes. And William Shimwell. Uh, this movie, pretty much what it's about, is kind of like a before sunrise type movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like a Josh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Linklater? Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater, yeah, that's right. It's kind of like one of his style movies where it's like really dialogue driven. And um, it's about these two char- characters that just are conversating for like an hour and a half about life, art, and um, really? like relationships. Yeah. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it, it was, um, it's not as good as, you know, the before well, what is? Sunrise trilogy. Uh but it was really well done. I really liked it. Um, and there's a twist in it, which I, I didn't, you know, really see coming. But it was, yeah, like the the movie overall was was pretty good. It really relies heavily on these two characters' performances and mm-hmm. Julie, uh, what's her name, Julia Binoche. Julia, have you not yeah. heard of her? Is yeah. Oh no, that's. A, okay. I was gonna say. I just. I have a hard time pronouncing her name. Oh, okay, but like, she saying. is a great actress. Yeah. You know, she's been on for like talk a lot. 
Yes. One of the like <laughs> Chocolat. She's one of like the, one of those famous French actresses. Right. Yeah, and she she's great. She's awesome, and you know, so I enjoy watching her in movies, and you know, obviously she was really great in this too. Um, but it's you know, like I said, it was if you enjoyed those Richard Linklater movies, um, dialogue pieces. And then you'll re- really like this movie. Yeah. Was this movie nominated for an Academy Award? Eesh, good question. I don't I'm know. Sure. I remember there was a lot of buzz around it. It's been yeah. in my Netflix queue forever. Mm. Uh, there's a, there's a, there was a lot of buzz around this when it started getting going through the festival circuit. Yeah. And there was, you know, a lot of, I, I think like Slash Film did an episode on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So it, it got out there. I've had it in my Netflix queue forever. It just seemed like the way people described it to me was similar in in the vein of Take Shelter, uh, where it's you can really kind of multiple interpretations of what is actually happening in the film. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it was presented to me. So I'm not sure. That's why I never no. got around to watching it. It's, it was one of those movies that to me felt like one of those homework movies. Like this is gonna be really good, um, but I don't know if I'm into no, watching I, it tonight. I think, like I said, in the first act of the movie you're really like what is really the point of this uh-huh. but then you then you start to find things out or whatever uh-huh. like, and then like and then it's like oh wow okay i get it and then it's hard, hard to explain without spoiling stuff but right. yeah but it was really good i thought it was really good. It was um, good yeah i'll finally get around to watching it so yeah so that's a certified copy it's available actually on instant streaming right now too so if you want to check that out go ahead and uh next we want to talk about another television show mike the mindy okay. project now don't hang up the podcast. <laughs> I was never actually a big Mindy Kaling fan. I was uh, I liked The Office for like a few seasons, and yeah. then I grew bored of it and stopped watching for like seventy five percent of its run. Mm-hmm. So I, I I wasn't really like a huge Mindy fan, Mindy Kaling fan. And this show, I should say, is uh is created by, written by Mindy Kaling, formerly of The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about her as a she's a doctor in New York City working at a practice, a small practice of yeah. uh, mostly uh, I think what do they call a gynecologist I guess or mm-hmm. what, what, for birthing I forget O B G Y N O B G Y yeah O B G Y N that's actually the first thing that came to my mind I'm like that's probably not right <laughs> yeah. I, and I didn't want to correct it next episode so I yeah. I held back yeah <laughs> see I'm gun shy with these corrections here, <laughs> right you know I mean? <laughs> no, made you all paranoid now <laughs> yeah right. I do not uh, be- so yeah, it's it's the Mindy Kaling's project. I mean, the Mindy Project. It is in every way the Mindy Project. I think that was the uh, working title when it was in development, and they just kept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's very much the center of the show. And I, as not being a huge fan of hers, I did, actually didn't get on board right when it started airing yeah. until I started hearing like word of mouth that it was really, really good. So I went back. I ended up downloading the entire season. Yeah. Uh, I went back and watched it like over the course of a week. Like 24 episodes, mm. they're 24 half hour episodes. It is really, really hilarious. Wow. Uh, I, the only way I can describe it, like I, I described it to you before the show, uh, it has that kind of energy that Community and 30 Rock had when they first started, where it's like they have so much creative energy and they're just, they're, it's, they have so many jokes to pack into every episode yeah. that the jokes are almost tripping over each other and they're all really, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast of this show is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mindy Kaling, obviously, as I mentioned. Uh, Chris Messina, who you might recognize as the boyfriend in every movie. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's actually, he's a really good actor. He is. He's like a small, he has small roles, but he's, yeah. but he's Right, he, he had a small role in Argo. He plays a lot of supporting characters. Yeah. And then uh, one of our favorite movies from last year, Julie and Julia. No, what are you thinking? Um, <laughs> dang, what's that? Julie one? and I Julia actually was a really name. good movie. Was it really? Never yes. seen it. It was a good movie. I seen it like 
five times because it's one of those cable movies yeah. where it just they kept re-airing it over and over again. And that was like right when I got cable, like when I re-signed up for cable. So I was mm. just like headed on all the time. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Anna Camp, who uh, now this is a little confession. Ruby time. Sparks. There, Ruby go Sparks. ahead. That's, That's right. He plays, he, was in, he plays the brother. Yeah, the brother. Yep. Right. He always plays like somebody's relation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Anna Camp. Now a, a bit of a confession. That movie came out called a couple years ago, I think, or maybe even last year, called Pitch Perfect. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh right, the the yeah the singing the, movie, the musical one. Yeah. yeah. That movie is awesome. I I cannot speak highly enough about that movie, and I was so glad to see like sports writers tweeting about it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, this is a it's a movie, guys. I you haven't like, checked right? it out. Yeah. Check it out. I like Anna Kendrick too. So Anna Kendrick, uh, right? Yeah. It's a that. really well done movie. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. But okay. Anna Camp is in that movie. Who she is like a really gorgeous blonde girl, and mm-hmm. now she is in this Mindy project. The Duplass brothers, who I don't know if you're from. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The director is the guys who pretty much you know pioneered the mumblecore. Uh, genre in films, uh, but they're also like actors. Obviously, Mark Duplass. Mark You've Duplass. Seen him in the League. Yeah. You've seen him. That's right. He is in the League. Yeah, he he's been in a lot of stuff. But the the two, both the brothers, the directors, are in this show. They mm-hmm. play midwives. They're yeah. like the rival holistic doctors. They're they're not really doctors. Just you know, they're they're holistic healers. Uh, yeah, it's great. Bill Hader. Kellen Coleman, who not many people know, if you watched the newsroom, she had a supporting role on that one, and she's like you know. Super cute. Oh. <laughs> I just, there's a lot of pretty girls in this show. It's great. Yeah. But it is so funny, and I, I cannot recommend it enough. The second season just started, so you missed the first episode, but I would recommend going back and watching the entire first season. Uh, it takes a little while to kind of find its groove, like yeah. four or five episodes, but once it hits, right, yeah. it, like, it, You're right, because... it becomes hilarious. Because I watched it when it first aired, I watched maybe like the like I said the first four or five episodes, but yeah. then I thought it was okay, mm-hmm. um, and then I kind of like just kind of fell behind and stopped watching. But yeah, like I've been hearing a lot of high praise, you know, yeah. uh, lately, and supposedly, you know, like it has really it really did catch its stride, like I said after those first you know few episodes. Yeah, I mean you um, got to give a new project like that a little yeah, time to definitely. find their feet, yeah, definitely. and kind of find their voice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like they they kind of found a rhythm, and right. I would put this up there for me, like in terms of just like enjoyment, mm-hmm. like up there with Community and Thirty Rock or whatnot. It's a wow. show that That's when I get home, high and praise, I, man. Yeah, I mean those kinds are all all timers. This one yeah. hasn't quite hit that because it's only one season in. Yeah, but it's the show that when I get home and I check my DVR. And I have a stack of shows lined up. That's the first one I'll watch. Yeah. The Mindy Project. Uh, is it on Netflix? The uh, first season? No, not yet. It's on Hulu Plus. You can you can find it. I have that. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, but so, yeah, it's on Fox. It right. airs Tuesdays on Fox. Tuesdays, yeah. Yeah. Moving on. The next thing I wanted to talk about was another movie that I watched. I've been doing a lot of movie watching lately. Been catching up. Put into use my DVD. You know, I still have the DVD thing for Netflix. You know, All like right. I'm one of the few people that still use. I know you're DVD one of the last I was with yeah. you. I was with you, and then I just I, I cut it because it was like yeah, eight bucks. But there's just... like there's still so many movies that you can't get on instant streaming that are on DVD. You know, uh, especially yeah. a lot of movies, kind of like this, like Hunger. Um, I don't think it's available on instant streaming. It was. That was a movie that I had in my queue for like a year, and then they took it off instant streaming. See, yeah, like a lot of movies, even like a a Tyrann- What is it, Tyrannosaurus? Right, Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. No, I don't know that movie. Okay, well, it's a, it was like a small film from last year that was getting a lot of uh, positive, you know, reviews uh, and everything too. That was on Insta streaming for a little while, and then it went away. So there's still a, there's still you know some pretty good 
reasons to keep the DVD. Yeah, option and also they limit Netflix. your ability to search. Like that really bothers me with Netflix. Yeah. That's a whole other rant. Anyway, search like if you were to search for that movie in Netflix, like in my account, yeah. it wouldn't even show up. Really? Yeah. You would have to like it wouldn't show up on their suggested results, and you'd have to like hit enter before it would even show you whether that movie exists. That's weird. Yeah, it's like they don't want you to draw your attention to movies you can't watch. Right, that makes sense. So they kind of just hide so, it from you. Yeah, huh. it's really annoying. Yeah, damn it, Netflix. That'll be in our Netflix episode where <laughs> right. I just rant about things I dislike about Netflix. Uh, so I watch Hunger, and uh, Hunger is a movie from 2008. It was directed by Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen man. and it stars Michael Fassbender. Um, so the movie is about Irish Republican Army prisoners that are protest. Um, they go on protests and hunger strikes to bring attention to the treatment and living condition in, in a northern Ireland prison that's also really well known as uh, Her Majesty's Prison Maze. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, kinda, it's a true story, and it concentrates on Michael Fassbender's character. Uh, it's, it was... a a movie. It was a debut of Steve McQueen, who was an art, like a visual artist, mm-hmm. I guess. And so this is like his first feature film that he's that he directed. Yeah, he's gone on to become like one of the hottest young directors. And yeah, he followed it up with Shame. Yeah, uh, the other Michael Fassbender film that Michael Fassbender was nominated for. Academy oh, that's Award right. For. He was. He did direct that one too. You're yeah. right. Yeah, and that was awesome too. I really yeah. liked that one. Um, so this movie was freaking fantastic, man. Mm. Like it was just visually just stunning and and it's like half of the movie is almost like a silent film you know because it really does rely on all these visuals and like everything Wally. like wally right and but the last time those films will ever be likened to each other yeah right that's true because this movie is actually very gruesome at times mm-hmm. not well not gruesome I, I but it's like you know makes you feel very uncomfortable it's hard to watch it's hard to watch it's kind of uh, I can't I can't find the words for it, but there's people like prisoners getting beaten and just like things that are make you feel really uncomfortable. Like I said, but overall, like I I really enjoyed it. Michael Fassbender was was great in it, mm-hmm. and he really transformed his body for this role. Yeah, that's and a, that's what I heard about it. Yeah, I mean this kind of, this movie that kind of put him on the map, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like yeah, 2008 was before x-men first class oh yeah way before X-Men way first before class, that because yeah. that was like three years ago and and this was he got this and then glorious bastard right came after that yeah after. so if you appreciate like if you're like not to sound like cheesy or whatever but like if you're an art lover mm-hmm. you know if you pre- appreciate good art if you're smart as the host of this show <laughs> no whatever i'm just saying like if you really appreciate stuff like that then you would really like this movie because um, it's just very well put together. Like every single shot is just very beautiful, and it's like very well thought out, mm-hmm. and you can tell. And you know, like I said, half of it there's really no dialogue, and it's just relying on all these visuals and everything, and it's really putting you into like the mind of these characters and all the shit that they're going through. And you know, like I said, there's just a lot of disturb. It's really disturbing. You know, but but it's totally worth the watch if you appreciate stuff like that. And like I said, Michael Fassbender uh, transformed his body for this role. I mean, it's pretty incredible, and and uh, you you definitely got to check it out at least for that too. So yeah, that's Hunger. Like I said, it's on. Uh, you can get it on Netflix, and it's pretty awesome. And if you haven't seen Shame yet, you should definitely check out Shame. Yeah, yeah. So that was good about sexual addiction. So little Steve McQueen covers some pretty dark topics. Right. And yeah. some pretty uh, maybe uncomfortable topics. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah he is. Definitely. I mean, he is one of the hottest young directors right now. Uh, just a, he, a series of films he's made. Yeah. They're, they're all, like, they're so well done. Right. And, and the thing about this, too, is, like, this movie was only made in, like, three weeks, which is really surprising because, I mean, this is, like, the, the perfect example of a director going in with a vision and, like, executing that vision, like, perfectly mm-hmm. because, you know, like, he, he just – he just shot it so well. The cinematography was was fantastic. Um, so yeah. So moving on, um, we wanted to talk about another television show, uh, one that you've been watching and you really like, right, Mike? Yeah, back to TV. Yeah, back to the low Switching art it up. section. The bridge. <laughs> Although some say TV is where the high art is really taking place. Mm-hmm. Now that's where the real auteurs are, are doing their work. Oh really? Yeah, it's, it's shifted. Uh, I mean, it is. Hey, you're right. Cable TV has really taken a step up mm-hmm. in the last few years. Uh, one of the more recent examples would be the new FX series, The Bridge, which is is just about wrapping up its first season. I think it's only a 13 episode season, and they might be on episode 12 or 11 right now. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how many episodes are in the season, but I know it's going to be one of the short ones because they're hour long episodes. And, and this show now, this show is created by Meredith Stein who was kind of the star writer on the Showtime show uh, Homeland, mm, okay. which Homeland won, I think, Best Drama Emmy last oh, year. Oh, man, it won, like, a bunch of Emmys. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, obviously a critically acclaimed show. I'm a big fan of it. It's actually coming back soon. Mm-hmm. But she left Homeland to create her own project, and it's called The Bridge. It's about two detectives, one from Mexico and one from the United States, El Paso, who are investigating a murder that took place seemingly uh, are investigating the murder of a body that was found on the exact border crossing on the bridge between El Paso and Mexico, Mm -hmm. uh, El Paso and Juarez. So they have to work together to find out, uh, to investigate this, find out who killed it. They find out, you know, that in the first episode, it was multiple bodies actually just kind of sewn together. I mean, it's like a serial killer dealing with some psycho uh, Mm -hmm. who has a political agenda. And it's really interesting. And the show was directed. You saw the showrunner is obviously someone who comes in with a lot of buzz. Uh, The the pilot was directed by the director of Miss Bala, which is uh, a Mexican uh, independent film, Mm -hmm. very critically acclaimed as well. It's starring the actress from Miss Bala, Mm -hmm. the actress from uh, Sin Nombre, the uh the, the Brock's mother from Breaking Bad <laughs> and starring Demi and Bashir, who's the Academy Award, you know, nominated best actor from the movie uh A Fan- Better Life. A Better Life, yeah. right. Which is a very good movie you should check out. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary actor. I was very, very excited coming into this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like, you know, he's such a good actor. He's kind of punching below his weight to a degree here. He's moving the television. Yeah. Also Diane Kruger who I love She's from awesome. the National Treasure series. Or I'm a sucker for that stuff, but you might Glorious recognize Bastards. from Glorious Bastards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, very good actress. Yeah. And the two of them are the detectives. And it's it started out a little rough, I would say. Came into the series with a, a lot of high expectations. And uh, it kind of sputtered. It kind of dragged. It didn't, it didn't seem like it was really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then about like six or seven episodes into the season, it got really, really good. Not, mind you, we're not talking like Breaking Bad, Mad Men level mm-hmm. television. But in that tier just beneath that, I think it kind of entered that realm. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, and the way they work the mystery, it's very political. I don't want to really give much away from where where the story goes. Mm-hmm. 
but just the acting across the board is incredible. Ted Levine. Oh, right, Ted Levine. Ted Levine, yeah. who you guys probably recognize yeah. from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. The, the guy with the... Buffalo Bill. Dance, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. it's an awesome cast. It's got quality directors, quality writers. I mean, everything about it is set up to be like the next great show. I don't know. It, I don't. It's not that. Yeah. I gotta you know, say it, it definitively. It's not the next right. great show. I, I mean, but it's very, very good. Yeah. I only watched the pilot episode, and yeah. I liked it. I really did like it. I thought it was really interesting. Grabbed my attention right away. But I like, think it's another one of the shows that I fell back on. You know, like. And, yeah. But. I did not hear about it for a while, and so I was like, well, I guess I should, probably shouldn't catch up to it because I'm not really hitting, hearing any feedback from it. But yeah, so like, I'm you know really glad to hear from you that it's really good. And yeah, I, I had stuck with it. Honestly, through the first like five episodes, it was okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. great, but it's an hour-long show, mm-hmm. and actually, it, go, it always goes a little – like they take up the full hour. Because every episode on my DVR is like 65 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, they take up that full hour, and then there's like that one more commercial and the coming on, uh, you know, coming up on next week's show. Mm. It's for the last five minutes. So they, they it's, it's, it's kind of a long show. And if you're not really into it, it's very easy to give up on. And I, like I said, I got like six episodes in, and I was ready to give up on it. I had four episodes on my DVR mm. that I was just not going to watch. And then I saw on Twitter, I started to see critics uh, talking about how, how, how it had gotten much, much better. Yeah. And then I watched those four episodes, and those four episodes were awesome. So uh, cool. stick with it. I mean, I, I stuck with those first five, six episodes because I thought if it gets good, I don't want to have to catch up on it. Like, catching up on, like, six or seven hours is going to be, like, a little onerous. But, yeah, it, it did end up coming through in the end. Mm-hmm. i got to check it out. Yeah, and it was weird. <laughs> it, it, it kind of carries on this trend. I don't know if you've noticed. The the main character, Diane Kruger, is uh, Sonia Cross, uh-huh. which is her name's character or character's name on the show, which is a little on the nose. It, it's The Bridge, and her yeah, name is Cross, right, right. Detective Cross. It's like one of those like you know old detective jokes, yeah. like your fake detective's TV show idea. Mm-hmm. She has Asperger's. Yeah. So yeah. there's this I don't know if something off. There was thing. something off with her. Obviously, yeah. she has some kind of social anxiety But it seems like it's something. happening a lot yeah. in, in TV shows uh-huh. now. Like they'll have a character. Ha- like the Hannibal, Asperger's. the new Hannibal show, too. Mm-hmm. Hannibal? Right, but like, I, did you watch that? No, I haven't. I've heard dude. Great, it was great really good. I only watched like a couple of episodes, but it was it awesome. Been that good. Then. No, it was really good. And and like, yeah, the same thing with the detective. He's yeah, yeah. kind of like messed up in the head too. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't but, describe someone as as well, Asperger's as being messed up in the head. <laughs> that's, okay, you know what I mean. But anyway, but I just, it just it seems strange to me. Like that's kind of this thing that's caught on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe it uh, makes him a little bit more sympathetic or something like. That. I, I don't know, or or it's just an excuse to say our our lead detective is a super genius right. without explaining it too much. <laughs> it's true. All right, so that's the bridge. Uh, I'm not sure what time it starts. Or it's, it's on, on FX. It's on FX on FX Wednesday. On Wednesday. Cool. All right. So uh, to end the show, we're going to talk about a movie that's actually in theaters right now. Probably finishing up its theatrical. Probably. Run, right? Yep. Probably. Um, and that's the world's end. And The World's End is a movie by Edgar Wright, and it stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Um, As do all of other all of Nick a Wright, lot of or, uh, <laughs> Edgar Wright's Nick movies. Nick Frost and Edgar Wright movies, yeah. they're all... Yeah, they're all... The Cornetto Trilogy. Right. Yeah, the closing out of the Cornetto Trilogy. Right. So uh, the movie is pretty much about these guys that reunite 
Simon Pegg reunites his old buddies from high school and goes back to their old uh, stomping grounds and they they're trying to go on this pub crawl, mm. right? And how many parts is like twelve bars, right? Yeah. And so like they got they got to have a pint at, at each bar and finish up at the last bar, which is World's End. Yeah. Um, and then when they get there, they find out that their the whole village has been overtaken by aliens. Mm. So yeah. So what did you think? <laughs> what What did I think? Yeah. Uh, I dug it. I really dug it. Yeah. It is very, very much aimed at people who are already into Simon Pegg, Nick Frost joints. Yeah. Like, if, if you're not the type of person who would watch and like Space, Spaced, the, the TV show they did together, yeah. uh, Shaun of the Dead, and Hot Fuzz, you're not going to like this. Because mm-hmm. this is more in their wheelhouse than any of this. I would say this has less broad appeal than any of those mm-hmm. projects. Except for maybe Space. Space I don't know about that, because this movie is, was getting crazy good reviews. Not well, only from critics, but also from people, you know, people going to watch the movie. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. It, it has a really good score on Rotten Tomatoes, for what it's worth. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it seems to me like it's more esoteric in their style of humor than any of those. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, I, I they mean, do they rely on something. Got you know, great tomato rotten tomato ratings as yeah. well. So, well, on IMDb right now, it's uh, by users, it's a seven point five. Um, right. I know. Well, this is not that's not I, spectacular. Yeah, right? I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like ninety percent though. Uh-huh. You know, it's around there. But that's but critics. Critics, and I think I'm pretty sure that uh, you know the public was also around the same area there. I can right. I can check though, but it's not that important. Anyways, yeah. it was getting no, pretty this good. Is like the most important part. Of this. No. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I kind of feel the opposite. Wow. Um, and like I'm a I love Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. You know I like I like uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost too, and mm-hmm. I've enjoyed definitely enjoyed you know the previous movies, Shaun of the Dead, and you know Hot Fuzz. Was to a lesser extent I enjoyed that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was totally underwhelmed by this movie, and I think there was a lot there were a lot of inconsistencies you know in like the characters themselves, and also in like just the rules of this you know universe that they're in or whatever. You know what I'm really? saying? Really? When it came down to to the aliens, uh-huh. you know, like I just thought it was really inconsistent with, with stuff that was going on there, and we'll probably we'll, we'll do like a little spoilers at the end. I'll whatever. debunk that in the spoiler section. But I I just really did not like Simon Peck's character, mm. which is fine, you know, whatever. Um, but at the same time, it he was just totally con- he continued to be irredeemable throughout the entire you know movie. Mm. You know, it's like. You didn't, you don't, it's like, it was hard to care about him. And he's the main focus of the whole movie. So then you have all the side characters. And like, I just, I just think that they did a, they didn't do that good of a job of establishing all the characters. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't care about any of them, you know? And like, that's really important when you watch a movie. You have to be like, especially a movie like this, when everyone's lives are on the line, like you want to be able to feel some kind of sympathy for them. You want to be attached to them in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was just like, ah. Eh, Okay. Yeah, it was very light. You know, yeah. Like, the stakes never felt that yeah. high, even though this was theoretically life or death. Right. And and the thing the thing about it is that there were some interesting characters though, you know, like and I felt like they they could have done they could have focused more on them rather than just putting so much attention on Simon Simon Pegg's character. I think like there was some really good stuff with what's his name? The the guy that was that had that saw his old bully. There was a scene where a guy saw his old bully, yeah. and you know that was like, like, wow, that actually was like, a, you know, that was a little bit effective. And I would have liked to see more of that. You know what uh, I'm saying? It was 
it, like they just totally it was just not as an effective as it could have been mm. um and also the relationship between Simon Pegg and then the other his other friend don't know his name um but like the the the, the guy's Martin Freeman's character's sister right she came she comes into the film about halfway through and you know there's like a little love triangle thing going on and I think they should have explored that more. They should have explored not from Simon Pegg's angle. Like they, that's all they was used for. Is to oh, show I totally disagree with that. It, like totally they, disagree. they do show some some parts, but I, I would have liked to see more of that. I think, but they I didn't, think they his, didn't show enough. Of his it. corner of the triangle was not. I mean, it was very flippant, and they were very. I, I thought they got across that that was not the important part. That it was not a mm-hmm. a love triangle, so to speak. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I I know, I know. You're right. And they and they, I, I yeah. I, but I like, I I think that in order for that to be more impactful, like the stakes of uh, of of what these two people mean to each other, all that stuff, like they could have spent a little bit more time on that, focus on that more. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. What they chose to focus more on is how Simon Pegg is such an asshole and how he's you know like, and and especially to her, how he's such a jerk to her, mm-hmm. you know. And like I'm like oh you know they had a lot of opportunities to build depth in some of these side characters and they it just it didn't they didn't yeah. take I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying and that's kind of why I described it the way I did as mm. as a type of movie that you're only gonna like if you really like the other movies. But I think even those other movies like especially Shaun of the Dead where I, they listen, have where they have a, like a you're big not gonna cast. get any argument from me that Shaun yeah. of the Dead is a better film. Yeah, this is a very flawed film and that's why I said that because this film for me is a really it's about spending more time with these guys that we like from the other movies. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's about getting the gang back together and getting that dynamic. Only in this case, they have a little fun with it by switching the main character's dynamic. Usually Simon Pegg is the straight man and he, and Nick Frost is his fuck up best friend. Yeah. And they switch the characters. And that is very much to me, a nod to the other films. It's them kind of playing off your expectations from the other films. Yeah. This film, viewed on its own, I, I, I agree, it's a very flawed film. But I, I, I think as someone who is a fan of them and their stuff, yeah. this is really just we're getting the band too. back together. Like I said, I'm a fan of theirs too. Well, clearly but you didn't, didn't enjoy out. the idea of getting the band back together and just seeing the guys. No, I was like, like I mean, okay, Because that's I all the joy I get from it. Yeah. I yeah. don't think this. Uh, I, I'm not saying. I said I dug it. I don't think it's a great film. Right, right, right. I get it, but <laughs> I just. I. I don't know. Like everyone, everyone is talking about how great it is and how because funny it, it was and, and stuff. But like even the jokes the weren't that, that funny read, though. All the critics that I've read were people who are like would describe themselves as spaced fans, mm-hmm. like people who who really dig their stuff and are walking into this movie like willing to do half the work themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're giving this movie the benefit of the doubt going in because mm-hmm. you're just going to see your friends again. Yeah. And to me, that's every bit of what this movie was. Getting the bang back together, seeing our friends have fun together. Hmm. I don't, I don't think know. the aim of this movie was to be as good as as Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And I think comparing it to them quality-wise, it does not hold together. It, absolutely not. not Even if, without and, comparing them. And there like, were whatever. a lot... Well, yeah. com- for me personally, I'm just yeah. saying, for me personally, even looking at the movie by itself, or looking at the movie as a fan okay, of... Okay, looking at it by itself, then yes, it's a flawed movie, and you oh, wouldn't yeah. care, you don't really care about yeah. the, the, the actors and the characters much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, ah, I just wish that... I feel they, like this, everything about this movie was very light. Mm. And you obviously took that as a bad thing, and I took it as a as a just a fun diversion. Huh. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, they, listen, there there are parts where like there's you know monologues at the end that just like 
it very much like all of their other work. It's a it's very ranty. It's like a character getting out their rant. Yeah. Uh, and it feels a little out of it feels forced, whereas it didn't feel as forced in their other movies. Hmm. But <laughs> I mean, I guess for me it doesn't matter because that's all this movie. I guess we went into this movie with very different expectations. You went in expecting to see like this really really great movie, and I went in just expecting to see the boys. I wasn't expecting to see a great movie. I was expecting to see a decent movie. You know. Uh huh. And you I mean, think it's below decent? You're, you you went in expecting decent, and you came out, as you just described, very disappointed. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I just didn't like it that much. Uh-huh. And, like, I, it, it kind of pains me to say it, though. Like, I wanted oh, to like this yeah. movie, but I just didn't. That's and right. I, like, I, just turn in your geek card. That's all right. <laughs> whatever, man. So... I don't know. Like, I'm actually interested to see what That's other what people think. I was, say, I was very surprised that you're saying that the the general audiences love it that much. Yeah. I, that that shocks me, honestly. But like, okay, like I said, when it like, like the characters, man. Like, you know, you have to like if if you don't care about the characters, no matter what. Like to me, that's just that's a big flaw. And especially okay. if you make your your it's a flawed the movie. main character like <laughs> the most hated person. Okay. That uh, like. The main character, you're not supposed to like him. I know, okay. But then it's like, ah! It's, uh, you know, we can't. Do we have to? We don't have to do spoilers. We won't do spoilers. I think, All right, you're, listen, you're not supposed to like him. That's the whole point of his character. Yeah, I know. And they have a little fun with that, with your expectation of, oh, he's, there's mm-hmm. going to be redemption, and there's going yeah. to be the way he changes, and there's going to be things. And they, I feel like that itself is a commentary, the way they handle his character, his development mm. arc. Yeah. I feel like they're saying something with that. Yeah. Uh, Evidently, you don't think so. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just... I feel like that was part of the, the, the kind of the, the, the running joke throughout the movie. Uh-huh. That was their main... Oh, yeah, joke. definitely. Yeah, this, yeah, he's grew up already. You know, it's like telling yes. him to grow up already. And, and obviously, there's a guy that was having a hard time... And that's another thing, because there's like a, a thing, a more, a more, a deeper thing going on with him. Yeah. Like, man, like if they would have nailed that too, if they could have explored that a little bit more, uh, it would have been way better. Well, I feel like you're supposed to get that though. I mean, clearly you got it. Yeah, I. but it was like, <sighs> yeah, it was just, it didn't, wasn't as effective as it could have been. Well, that's all. Okay, yeah. It's Anyways, not, listen, it's not a great movie. It's, I'm, pre- you know, I'm actually. Ta- let me, like, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear from other people what yeah. they feel about it. If you watched the previous movies from Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and and uh, and Edgar Wright, yeah, did you enjoy those? Right? Did you enjoy this? Do you think that that's like an actual argument that you can make for it, saying, oh, hey, you know, like you're not supposed to. Uh, take this as see this as a movie by itself. You're supposed to incorporate everything that you've seen before, kind of thing. I think it's not incorporating everything. It's it's you're seeing this movie in context. Yeah. This movie was made in context of it being the final movie of the quote unquote Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Uh, if you remove that context from it, then if you you I think it's it's unfair to remove that right. context because it's a, it's impossible i mean that right. is the context in which it was made okay so like, you have to right. understand that what, going right into it. exactly so if you like if you are a part of that group that has seen this movie and is watch was watching the movie that way like did you enjoy it and also if you're just if you haven't really see, you know haven't haven't seen the other movies or are impartial to them mm. like how did you see this movie by itself too mm. like i'm just really curious to see i'm pretty sure most of the people are going to probably agree with you 
you know, from all the reactions I've seen on Twitter and everything yeah. uh, about the movie. But I just want to Because we know. like to like things. <laughs> I like to like things, too. We're not filled with hatred. I am not. Most of the... I, I like things. I just didn't like this very much. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyways, that, I guess, does, about does it, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, oh, one last thing. It was just, like, the fight scenes, right? Uh-huh. Like, some of them were actually pretty cool. Uh-huh. But it was like, okay, so these things, like, you slap their well, arms. are we going to – Okay, I mean, this no, is like right, right. Yeah. You want to do Never a five-minute spoiler segment, we can time it, and then we you can even rant about it. Uh, I think we've said enough. <laughs> I really do think so. Because I do disagree with you on a lot. Like, that was fun. The fight scenes were fun. Yeah. And Edgar Wright, the way he shoots action, uh-huh. I mean, you saw it. If you've seen Scott Pilgrim, right. you've seen it. It's very like he uses a little length flare and lots of quick action yeah, and quick yeah. cuts, and it's it's like the high energy and so I really I like that part. Like that part seemed no, I I it like was it totally worked. Okay, I I said the action was pretty good, uh-huh. but there's this one inconsistency, and that has to do with the aliens. Okay, so, but whatever. I don't think we need to get in uh, in depth with that. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, like, assume we're going to finish this conversation after the show and that he will have been proven wrong. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, please let us know. Email us, podcast at somecinema.com, and let us know what you think about it. And also, just what you think about all the stuff that we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that about does it. Um, like you said, you can email us anytime. And you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at somecinema. And uh, follow us individually on Twitter. You can follow Mike at. Find me at Mike Gonzalez, M-I-K-E-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. And I'm DeLopez23, that's T-H-E-L-O-P-E-Z-2-3. And uh, the song for this episode is Crystal Blue Persuasion by Tommy James and the Shondells from Breaking Bad. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Just look to yourself, look to yourself, and open your mind.